Happy Thursday. But it's not Friday. Why are you doing a stream? That's because it's two weeks of DEF CON. That's why I am so excited. I cannot contain my excitement. So I said, let's do a bunch of extra stuff leading up to it. And we're very lucky to work here at Trimark Security, TrimarkSecurity.com. Sean Metcalf, you might know him as Pyrotech. On Twitter, he says, go do your thing. Tell him about DEF CON. All the things, no shilling. I got to shill a little bit, got to pay bills. My name is Danny Akotsky, business operations strategist here at Trimark. Spoiler alert, I might have a new title soon. The guys didn't know that. Uh, fancy. <laughs> fancy, right? Uh, when you get to be a certain a man of a certain age, titles do start appearing. <laughs> it's all we have anymore. It's all we have to cling on to. Because uh, yeah, now there's aliens and nobody cares. My name is Danny. He means uh, wanted status. Yeah. Hey, it looks good on LinkedIn for when they do background info. you. We are joined with uh, Mr. Dev Badloot at Bad Code on Twitter. Brandon Colley, a.k.a. Beans, a.k.a. Old Crooked Finger, a.k.a. Cold Ankles. His list of aliases. If you ever became a goon at DEF CON, Brandon, we'd have to give you like seven different patches. <laughs> uh, All right, life, life goals. Yeah. Apparently, I get a, a new title, too. Yeah. So. And um, we do this uh, every week, but we're doing some extra stuff. Um, Vertigo is on next week. Russ is going to be on to hang out with us and talk to us about the history of DEF CON. Um, and of course, there's there's Black Hat. Now, besides Las Vegas, I, I do feel guilty. I get so hyped around uh, around DEF CON, and it, it, it's, it's my jam. It's, 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 it's my New Year's. I'm very, I'm like a little kid that I always, I always neglect to mention that besides Las Vegas, and they are amazing, and I'm very sorry that I neglect to mention them. But... TrimarkSecurity.com, if you did not know, we do assessments, Active Directory, Azure AD, VMware, vSphere, and we're very good at it. Uh, some might say, including myself, we are the experts at it. So if you're uh, Q4 coming up, that budget's going to open up, you come talk to us, TrimarkSecurity.com. And that's about the all the amount of shilling I will do for right now because oh, I, I love this person so much. Like, it's, it's, it's not even hyperbole. It's not even like the fake broadcaster. Like, let's like yuck it up a little bit. I, I have a genuine affection and uh, adoration. I've known her for five years now. Uh, COVID robbed two of my on-site years, which is very sad for me, but she still remains a person I hold in very high esteem. Hello, Ada Zebra. How's it going? I'm just happy that you're here. I'm happy to see you. Uh, you know, you're, you're not one of my usual people I get to see, like, in between cons and things like that, you know, uh, IRL, uh, but I see Discord all the time, and I, th I think about you often, um, one of the first people that I ever met when I got to my goon, my, for my noon year, as we call it, new goons, for those, the uninitiated, and, um, uh, just a remarkable person, and, uh, I actually interviewed you and, uh, you and Wham a long time ago after my noon year on my, on my other show that I had. And I uh, couldn't wait to have it done again. So welcome. Thank you for waking up early too, by the way. Do you, is this an early wake up for you or like a normal wake up for no, you? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, yes, I ate uh, my time zone usually. But uh, I know that's like super late for all of you East Coasters. I'm on the wrong coast. <laughs> uh, we're, I'm just, when you work from home, like it's really, it's really subjective as to when my wake up times are. Um, but yeah, I would just, I just, I'm so excited. Uh, I want to get right down to it. So the reason, one of the big reasons, um, that I asked, uh, Ada to come on and bless us with her presence is to talk about, uh, one of the things that I love is the, is the DEF CON hotline. I was almost about to say new, but it's not new anymore. Right. It's in its what? Third year. This will be its fourth year of actual operations. We had two years of no operations. So uh, you know, 2020 and 2021. So uh, how did that, how did, so for anybody who doesn't know, I, and I have the number on the screen, uh, Ada sent me the, the, the sticker for it and it's up there. And by the way, I'm going to be including stickers. I'll, I'll be carrying them with me when I'm gooning. This is not about me at the moment. This has the, the number on it. And now you can text or call. Uh, are, are those the only ways to use the hotline? Is it, is there a discord? Oh. Uh, we're having some issues with our texting. We're hoping to work out by DEF CON, but you know, it's always last minute. Uh, 
that is how DEF CON do. Um, so you can currently call. Uh, you can find the DEF CON hotline on Discord. Um, and you can signal. Uh, so you can use signal now. Nice. Uh, and, and if we don't get text up, use signal. No, no that's that might awesome. end up being the only way, which would be very sad. But, uh, you know. So uh, dealing with business phone numbers is always a pain. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm happy that you've kept the same number too. Like for some reason, I always expected it to change, but that's awesome that it stayed the same. So four years. We're we're currently heading into DC 31. So that means you mm -hmm. did this. Uh, so this is is this is this the fifth year of it or the fourth year of it? This is the fourth. Year. This is the fourth year. Yeah. So 31. 30, I still count on my fingers because I'm smart. <laughs> so 31. We were DC 30, 18, 19. 32. Wait, it's 30 now. Sorry, sorry. We're DC 28 or DC 20, 2018, DC 2019, uh, and then last year and this year. So 31, 30, 29, DC 28. I don't do years like years. I have been conditioned just to do it, <laughs> count it by, you know, since mine was 24. Where did the. Um, how did the how did the conversation first start? So first, just for a little background for anybody who doesn't know, um, and as somebody I've like I have it made it super obvious uh, I am a goon and I say it all the time because it's one of I, I, Do you have I the goon counter check. Can, we, <laughs> can you get that goon counter? I Ada, our, our last episode I mentioned it so often they wanted to start an active counter on how many times I mentioned it because I was so excited. I'm so excited. Someone to check and just like update the like. A counter that'd be great. Brandon says we'll start at five. <laughs> um, and uh, that's my only job today. Then I'm, I'm time well spent. Yeah. So for anybody, so of any conference I've, I've ever attended, uh, as far as security goes and safety goes, it is such an enterprise. It is such a machine to it. How did how did getting the idea for a hotline for people to call come about? Was this something that you just kind of looked around and said, "Holy shit, why don't we have this?" It was a right place, right time kind of problem. Also, I think right skill set. Because um, I did floor, I, I worked with you know what you would what you do uh, for several years. Um, I always wrote down on my sign up <clears throat> that I had a background in. Uh, I worked for a local suicide hotline, so uh, mental health wellness. And in 2017, which would have been DC 25, I think. Um, somebody can correct me. Yes, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. 2017, we had an issue where um, someone came to report a code of conduct violation to one of the goons who was on the floor, and. He didn't know how to handle it because it's a it was a more sensitive topic, and so he came to find me. But by the time we went back, she was gone. So, um, people who go through traumatic events tend to seek safety, and so obviously she had gone back to her hotel room to be somewhere that felt safe for her. Um, and we searched high and low, never found her again. So um, at the time, and this was like the first time meeting, I think DT had seen Priest around, but hadn't spent much time talking to him. Uh, I'd seen CJ around, but hadn't spent much time talking to him. I ended up in a meeting with all these people together in a room. Uh, and I was so nervous that the main thing I remember about that meeting was that DT had on very sparkly shoes. <laughs> Uh, looking down a lot, um, they were trying to figure out how they could do something that would allow people who had gone through something traumatic to be able to uh, report in such a way that would be that would feel safe for them. Um, I had mentioned my background in working for a suicide hotline, um, and somehow out of that conversation came hotline. So, like I said, it was like right time, right place, right skill set. I hadn't planned on starting this at the time. Um, 
but he gave me, you know, a little bit of resources and the staff gave me lots of uh, support to make it happen. And that first year we were seven people. Yeah. Working from 7 a.m. until 4 a.m. It was a lot for seven people to take on. Uh, the number did change exactly once between 2018 and 2019 because I didn't realize that if you didn't go on and message from your Google Voice number that you'd lose it. Yeah, I've lost so many numbers <laughs> like that. I was going to make a joke about Google Voice when you talked about the, the business line. Uh, and uh, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, so, yeah. Luckily, we don't use that anymore, but it was problematic at the time. When um, you did, how many so you said you had seven people on staff do, mm -hmm. do you keep do you keep count of like average number of calls or any, yeah, any of that yeah. information we I'm do curious. um so like the hotline is considered confidential so if you call in and you have a problem and you want to talk to us um no no information leaves the hotline that you don't want right like if you want to report some things then we have to get more information uh, but if somebody calls in, they just want somebody to talk to, then that's entirely confidential. So um, a lot of the, the calls never go any place but there. Although a lot of our calls are also information calls. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we get calls because people want to know uh, if they can still register for Hotline, for, for DEF CON, if they can, you know, where the workshops are or anything of that nature. <laughs> we get a lot of those. Uh, the people that are on my team are trained for much more than that, but we can also handle those if it's needed. Um, I had your question in my head and then I lost it because oh, I, I went asked, on a tangent. Asking about yeah. the number of, like, if you've got those numbers handy or just a ballpark um, of how many calls you typically handle. I think between calls and texts in the past, it's any uh, it it varies a lot by year so yeah. like 2018 not a lot of calls because people didn't really know we existed 2019 a lot more calls um some of the things we handle are um a lot more serious and so even if you don't get a lot of those getting even just a few of those is really important because you wouldn't get them otherwise exactly yeah i think that's um, quant like quality over quantity in some aspect yeah, yeah. You, you get you feel like you helped one person and it makes the entire entire week worth it right we probably get dozens of texts for information responses uh that's why there's a i have a, a list of frequently asked questions that we get for people to be able to pull off of that list what the answer is um but you know Probably within a given year at DEF CON, we handle between mm, a five and 15 of the more serious ones. And so even that much is probably, I mean, I feel like it's worth it. So, so I just wondering, um, when you get these calls, have you, have you ever got a call so, I don't want to say severe, but to a level where you had to bring in, <clears throat> bring in a professional or bring in someone else to kind of help aid? the call or no um let me let me start by saying that the people who work for us go through like i start um figuring out who's going to be on a roster in february like i go all the way far that far back right uh we start training in uh, late march early april uh we train one hour each week all the way up till death con you know some exceptions for holidays um, but it's the same training that I got when I started working for a suicide hotline. So, um, they can handle anything from information calls, um, all the way up to crisis. So, uh, we've gotten, like I said, very few of those crisis calls, but we occasionally do. So it's good that they they have that training to be able to take those calls. How, how, how does, uh, how do you interface with like the the uh, like the the actual property, like whether it's Caesar's Forums or 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 Bally's or where, you know wherever we happen to be? Do you like there are they aware of 
our, our hotline and or do you have a line to them if you need something more severe? So we work very closely with the rest of SOC. Um, we even have, you know, a connection to them through Discord and radio just so that we have a way of contacting the SOC if we need people. Um, the thing about suicide hotlines all across the United States, right? It's, it's considered a paraprofessional counseling situation. Um, paraprofessional means that it's covered under um, Good Samaritan laws. Mm. So you can only go to a certain point, at which point you pass them off to a professional in the area or you give them other resources. It's a little more tricky when you're working with people who come in from all over the, the U.S., all over the world. So you give them resources as much as you can, and then you try to help them be able to find those resources in their area. Uh, we do utilize uh, the SOC a lot. So in, the, in, in any situation in which there's someone, um, you know, in the forum who needs physical assistance, we call it the SOC. SOC sends people to go handle that. Um, hotline is not in person. So we, we stay behind the scenes and answer phone calls. And if something needs to happen in person, then we send we send the floor to do that unless they really need help. And then in which case we might send somebody like one of the team leads to go assist, but always using um, the SOC to help us. That also means that when the SOC thinks that the hotels need to be involved, then they're usually the per people who contact. Um, use of dispatch for that kind of stuff. And um, I mean, in the event of needing to call someplace like 911, at that point in time, we're like, maybe you should hang up and call 911. Um, but it's, you know, how do we utilize the resources around us? to make sure that the things that need to be done get done. So, I mean, Danny, can you explain SOC real fast too, just because for the uneducated, like I understand Security Operations Center, but in this circumstance, it's it's yeah. more than that, right? <laughs> Do you want to answer that, Danny? I, I listen, you've been around way longer than you're, I You're have. a goon. I am a goon. Yeah, a goon, I'm, you know? Oh, wait, you, Danny, you Danny's a goon? I didn't know that. <laughs> there you, okay. So, yes, I, I'm happy to, although Ada far outranks me and will for the rest of both of our lives. Um, so to, to put it for so let, let's put it in, in, in terms of for anybody who's never made it to Vegas. Right. But you've been to other conferences and you've seen the staff that they have They're They're getting your badge registered. They're directing you to rooms or answering your questions. Traditionally, they are just called staff. Right. Those are the people helping you out. They are the ones that belong to the conference. They're getting not necessarily paid by the conference most times, but they are on staff. Uh, DEFCON has the same thing, but we call them goons. And there are it's important to, to say that we are all one goon, but there are multiple departments. There are. Uh, there are there is the SOC, which is the Security Operations Center. Those are the red shirts that you see out on the floor. We are the ones greeting you at the bottom of the escalators. We are the ones yelling, welcome to DEF CON. If you hear a chicken squeal, it's most likely one of us uh, with the chickens. Uh, we are the ones that are helping shepherd the traffic through all the rooms, through the hundreds of thousands of people that we see every year. Um, we are the ones carrying the radios. And so we're, we're the ones responsible for the, for the human safety. Um, we have multiple shifts. Uh, there is never a time where there is not one of us around. Uh, we are there to help. We are there to coordinate. Um, and that's that's the sock, right? Those are sock goons on the floor, out in the world. Then you have info booth goons. Those are the ones that sit behind the info booth and they know they are the oracles. I never wanted I never want to understate how much I love the info booth goons <laughs> because I could so many times, especially last year when we still had our mask policy. And so we were trying to navigate that and make sure people are safe and they're moving and they're informed. And then somebody's asking me where this village is or where this thing is or whatever. But you don't wanna just blow them off. You wanna help just be like, listen, 
Go ask the info booth goons. They'll be happy to help you. Matter of fact, I'll even point you in the right direction. If I have time, I'll walk you up there. Um, so then there's the info booth goons. Then there are the speaker wrangler goons. They're the, the, in the actual tracks. They are the ones, you know, keeping track of people coming in and out, making sure it's not getting too crowded. Um, one of the things that people might not realize, and we all work together, right? So if we are expecting a large track, right? It's, it's, it's a popular speaker. It's a popular topic. We have to coordinate when all these tracks let out. Can you imagine the logistics of like knowing it's a packed room? If you've ever been to a Caesars Forum room, it's a giant space. And then all of those tracks letting out at once. That just doesn't happen automatically. There are people wrangling those things. So we work with them. Um, the swag, right? When people go to somebody in chat, uh, Alan's just said, make a hole. Uh, Priest yelled at me one, one year for saying make a hole because it didn't sound nice. Um, but uh, uh, so swag, when you want that, that merch, right? The, not the vendor area, there are vendor goons, but like the swag when you're, you know, nuts to butts and trying to like organize all of that, those goons work very, very hard. Um, so they're different departments, all one goon, all red shirts, village goons, things like that. It's the staff, right? Um, I, I forget, I'm a poor history buff here. I forget why they started being called goons in the first place. I don't know that. But uh, we are the ones. Stop it. My dog's just like, what's under the concrete? <laughs> um, so, yes, those are those are goons. And we all have radios and we communicate. Um, I actually bought, oh, Ada, this year I actually got my own, like, little clicky mic thing for my radio. I'm very excited to use it. Ooh. Yeah, it's very fancy. I didn't quite go for the, the, the throat mic part, but. Um, so you So you want to be, like, more like the police, not the CIA. Got it. <laughs> it's uh and listen we we the the First thing that we need to help <laughs> the thing that i like the most is that we we pride ourselves on on being you know there's a lot of history with defcon over 31 years and how goons used to be versus how they are today and we want to help we want my my chief thing and the reason that i join and the reason that i stay is to uh, facilitate the safety of people it's a lot of people it's a lot of people from varying countries and backgrounds. Uh, and it's just, it's a lot, it's a sea of humanity. And we help make sure that they're safe, which is why this hotline is so, so important. I, I wondered, Ada, that's enough about me and my, unless there's a, a, a key piece of sock goonery history that you'd like to relay. I just, I remember, I don't, I don't know why they're called things either. Yeah, I, um, I next year will be my 10th year of working for DAFCON. Very excited because. That means any time day after that that I retire, I get one of those gold badges. I'm very excited for that. Um, but my very first year of gooning, um, I had a bullhorn because I didn't think my voice would carry. <laughs> and so I got rid of that, I think, after the second year because um, <laughs> there was too much of a chance of accidentally hitting the alert, alert button, and you didn't want to do that. Um, <laughs> So I just remember uh, we were in Bally's Paris, mm -hmm. right? And there's that that little rotunda, the little circular area that takes you into the Paris area. Mm -hmm. And it always got bogged down, right? There's just bodies and people uh, you couldn't get through. And I, it was, it was, everything was stuck. And I heard, I don't think over the radios, somebody was saying, that there was uh, an emergency inside of the Paris and EMTs on the other side of this mess, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I was, I'd just gotten off shift, but I saw somebody who was on shift. Uh, I think her, she was, her name was Amazon, very tall lady, right? Like, and I could not have for the life of me gotten up on top of that desk that's in the middle of the rotunda. I was like, here's a bullhorn, there's a desk, go help. And she stood up on top of that desk with the bullhorn and she got people to make a space so that uh, the EMTs could get through and help the guy who was on their side. And that is the kind of work that SOC does I, to try to make sure people are safe. I love it. it because we also like we're we also have a saying it's always be gooning. 
Um, matter of fact, I have, I had trouble my first, after my first year turning it off when I got home, I would be like in a grocery <laughs> store and it would be a cluster by the doors. And I would just be like, you're not at DEF CON, you're not at DEF CON, but whatever. Um, it is, even when you were off shift, you're still a goon and we recognize each other. Like we have our, our goon badges and some of us have, you know, our off duty shirts and things like that. So I always being willing to be like, shit, we need help. And maybe like yeah. something pops off, right. Um, of always be gooning, always be ready to help. And I am always willing to jump on a table with my, I had, I had my, my bullhorn last year, but I also had my big blue chicken, which is not coming with me this year for reasons um, where we combined the chicken scream into the bullhorn. And like, now nah, you're just asking for Nikita to yell at you. Um, <laughs> and a bunch of humans right nearby. Oh my God. So at the very end, quick thing. <laughs> So for anybody who was there and saw and saw some some fat idiot walking around with a giant blue rubber chicken, that was me. Um, and it was a big hit. It was it, it helped de-escalate situations, and I could use it to direct traffic and all kinds of things. And it was the very last day. It was Sunday, and I gave her one really good long last squeeze right by the escalators. And Nikita just happened to be at the info booth, and she's like, "Randall, come here." She goes, "I I love you. I've missed you. I haven't seen you. It's been a year." If you do that again, I'm going. Again. I'm going to beat you with it. And I said, "You got it, boss." So, uh, um, uh, what are the goons' real? N- what, what, wait, what is this? What are you talking about? That's how they got the name. What are the goons' real names? The star Spike Milligan, Peter. All right, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but uh, but yeah. Anyways, as 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 Dev derails me. Um, uh, yeah. So that's what. <laughs> That's what we do. What what I wonder, Ada, going back to the hotline, is that first that first year you have seven of you in there, and you've opened it up. What's going through your head the first hour, and what's what's going through your head the first hour versus four a.m. that first year? And I ask this because if any other conferences have people, because they people watch DefCon and they watch what we do, yeah. And if they ever want to implement this, what was that first day like for hotline? Um, I think for me, it was just nerve wracking because I was like trying to make sure everything was in, in where it needed to be. Everything was going okay. And make sure that, because I was suddenly in charge of people, right? Like before that, I, I think I was team lead once, but I was like, this is now I'm in charge of a whole group of people. Um, making sure that they had food, making sure they could take breaks because, uh, suicide hotline model for any suicide hotline is that you work in pairs the idea being that the person on the phone can give 100 percent of their attention to the person on the phone and the person who is helping you can gather resources uh can be online looking things up uh can write notes if you if they think you've forgotten something um and can help you navigate your call right so you don't have to split your attention um, so having two people on a shift was like, okay, well, nobody can use the bathroom until I come by and let people go. <laughs> you have to have two people there for each call. And it was, it was like nerve wracking. I was on every hour of the day. I think I slept two hours a night, every night of death count that year, because I like everybody else had their little shift. And I had to be there for every single one of those shifts. Um, and after that one, I think DJ pulled me aside and said, don't do this again. <laughs> He's like, hire more people, whatever you need to do. Don't do that again. I was like, I mean, it went okay. He's like, no, you can't do this again. So uh, it was, yeah, it was rough that first year, just trying to make sure that it was so new right like it had it was based off something i'd done before but they're different when you work on a suicide hotline like you can't interface with that other person ever right you never see them in person you don't know who they are you don't know where they are in your region um you don't know anything about about them right and only what they tell you but it at DEFCON, you know they're in the area, like they're where you are. Yeah. 
Um, and you can send them physical assistance if they need physical assistance. Like it's a different, like I had to rewrite certain parts of the manual to fit those needs. Because after that first year out, like you're missing large pieces of this because like the training that I got never said anything about that, right? You would never in a million years be able to send physical support unless you could like try and figure out where they lived. Somebody would literally have to give you their address. But uh, people, like we have to think about how we are interfacing with uh, the SOC, with dispatch, how we're sending help. Um, and those are all sections I had to add for the second year of training. So it was a real so, learning year. So how much of the training did you actually create for all this? It sounds like you created the whole thing from the I, I borrowed the training that I took from the suicide hotline. So uh, we used the book that I was given. I actually called the person who led my training back in the day. And I was like, hey, can we use this? Is this okay if I use this? Um, so we use their, their training. Uh, and then I had to build sections off of it for uh, texting etiquette, because that's not a thing that most suicide hotlines have. Not if, There's no way of texting. Um, <clears throat> build in sections about like how you interface with people from DEFCON when you're not on shift. Um, sections on uh, professional distance. You get like you build this rapport with the people on the call and you're like, oh, I wish I could help you in person. You can't do that. That's not you don't want to do that. <laughs> there are reasons not to do that. I was going to um, ask that, that question, too, because you had talked about not being able to, to interface with with someone, yeah. which makes sense over over a phone. And like you'd said, if you're like a statewide or something, right? Like, yeah, but in that circumstance. It, you, you have to fight your instinct to say, where are you? If you're in like, yeah. like I'm just around the corner, like I will come out here and give you a hug or, or whatever, like, yeah. Is that probably and your, your instinct? So this is the lesson that I learned from my time working on suicide hotline. Um, because you don't know the, the mental state of the people who are calling. They can seem perfectly fine and they can be perfectly friendly and you don't know if like you could become their next obsession because they have nothing else to hold on to and you don't want that to happen right um we had an instance in which someone called um we helped them with the problem they were having we tried to help them find resources in their area so that they could get mental health assistance um but they got really attached to one of the people who answered the phone. Um, and you can ask for the person who's on the phone, right? Like again, if you call in, um, usually we use pseudonyms, names that aren't really our names, but like you pick your pseudonym, you're always that pseudonym. Um, that way, like if another shift, somebody calls in and is like, oh, can I talk to Alex? There, then you can look down the list and be like, Alex is this person. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we had somebody who had called in, gotten really attached to someone, figured out what building our hotline ran out of, and then walked up and down the hallway, calling and listening for rings until he figured out what room we were in so that he could come find this person that he had gotten thrown attached to. Um, and that's why we have to have professional distance wow. because so you don't want to become somebody's obsession. So I'm just curious, have you ever thought about actually putting together your own training for other conferences? I mean, it sounds like you have a great understanding of how to set these things up, how to actually, you know, perform the training, create a team. Like I'm sure other conferences will love to have a program kind of pre-baked and current key <laughs> it's solution. A lot of it's a lot of work, first off, because um, I, I dedicate my own time for this training every week. Um, so it's it's taking, you know, time out of out of my day uh, every week for this. I, I do it because I 
have a great affinity for DEF CON and I want to make sure the community is supported. Um, I was asked in the past if we could make videos so that people could watch. And I was like, I don't think you understand how hands-on the training is, right? We talk about a section, we practice the section. Um, the last two months is just practicing phone calls, right? It's just like, here's the situation that could come up. And one person pretends to be the caller and one person pretends to be the volunteer. And you practice and then you get feedback and you keep working on it until you feel comfortable answering phone calls. Um, and that's not something I can, <laughs> I would have to give, once again, give my time to another conference in order to do it. And so, um, I mean, we've I mean, talked to other you conferences. Charge. You could charge for <laughs> your time. We've talked to other conferences, but it's more like you have to find somebody who has that background, who's willing to do that training. Um, I have a wonderful person on my team who also works for Trevor Chat, and they have very similar training. Um, and I, I benefit greatly from their knowledge about like the current state of mental health assistance. And because they attend my training, then I get to use them as like a, this is how you do it kind of person. Um, and I think if anybody really wanted to learn this as a skill, I mean, not necessarily for another conference, but that's a great place to start. Um, you can donate your time to that and then you can learn all the skills from them as well would you have um, you know would you have from all the phone calls that you've taken over the years do you like if you were to give could you give general advice to be like have you had common situations that you find yourself going okay take deep breaths or this or like just general advice for situations people might commonly find themselves in um obviously not like Here's a medical advice and I'm not a doctor, like not that, but like <laughs> just like general coping skills for maybe like certain situations that you've seen frequently. I think a lot of the problems we get that are of more serious nature, each one requires a different way of handling. A different way of handling. You don't know until you get into it. <laughs> if I had two pieces of advice, one, use the info desk. They're great resources. <laughs> like you were saying, the people who work for them are just amazing and they're so helpful. Um, and the other one um, is that you have more resources around you than you know, usually. Um, the saying goes, um, shame grows in darkness so if you have something that you're very upset about and you're keeping it from the people around you then that shame is only going to grow right if you share it with people who care and love about you care about you and love you sorry um those people can help you through a lot of things so i think usually in a suicide hotline kind of way, a great deal of problems are the solutions usually are finding those people in their lives who care about them, who can connect with them, um, who can support them. What do you do yeah. after after all is said and done? Like I, I, have, I have friends of mine that for a while, uh, after they would get done running whatever they're running after DEF CON, they would always plan a vacation. Right, they would go right from <laughs> Vegas to some island somewhere. Um, do you do you have a thing that you do to decompress after the week is over? Do you like do you, like how, how do you a to zebra self care? I think I just stick around for a couple more days. Uh, like like Sunday night, I spend time with other goons that I like spending time with, mm -hmm. and then Monday I go to the pool party. Yes, and uh, because I don't get to uh, take part in some of the parties during the conference because I can't be inebriated while I'm working. Uh, that's when I get to do those, those things. <laughs> yeah. I, so you, go ahead, Dev. Oh, no, I was gonna say, you said you started off at seven for the first year. I'm just curious, what does this year look like as far as volunteers? So I don't usually talk about the specifics, 
of that of hotline because sure. because if I give out too much information, then it's easier to figure out like where is the hotline room? Oh what yeah, types no, of fair things enough. are they doing? And so some of it's a little more like I try to keep it more confidential. Are um, are, are you happy? Let's just say we are much. Let's just say we're much more comfortable. Right. Fair enough. I was about <laughs> to say. We can take breaks and we can get we can get lunch and that kind of stuff. And so we're we're doing much better than that first year. And if anyone wanted to help volunteer, I know it's too late for this year, but for next year, how should they reach out to you? To I always tell people to uh, message me in February. Uh, that's why I am looking into my next year's worth of people. Um, I usually post it on uh, Twitter, if that's still going to be a thing in a year. Mm -hmm. um, and now Mastodon, because that's the new hotness. Um, and I try to get, you know, the I am a goon guy here to help boost the signal. <laughs> that's and that's one of the things too that 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 I always want people to understand is that the planning for the next year pretty much begins after closing ceremonies of the previous year. Uh, some people take their time and and yeah. then they're like, oh, I'm not doing this till January. Fuck this. Um, but it is a year round thing, and the amount of care and attention. So, like, without giving too much away, like, I I have seen firsthand how these things get handled within within DEFCON. I, there, we always, we are a, we are a bunch of skeptics by default. Hackers are, we want, like, prove that shit to me, right? And, and we've run into how things are handled poorly elsewhere. So, we, there's a, a, a no small amount of trust that goes into things being, handled correctly and delicately on the back end. I have seen it for myself. Uh, Ada, you had said one of your first meetings, sitting around with CJ and DT and Priest and like, for people who don't know, that's the top tier. DT is Dark Tangent. D DT is Jeff Moss. Uh, Mark Rogers is CJ. Um, and those are the top tier. One of my first interactions was exactly that. It was DT, it was CJ, Ada was there, Tacitus was there, um, and we were had to talk about a thing, and I saw a process and the extreme care of what goes into finding as much facts and truth of a matter and making a determination. Nothing is pushed aside. Nothing is just assumed and say, oh, this isn't everything, like... It was the most impressive thing I had ever seen because I certainly had my own skepticism about like how closely could they really care about this. And then even last year, I ran into a situation. Somebody stopped me because they knew, go ahead, do the counter. I was a goon. And they said, listen, we were at this party and my friend got assaulted. Somebody put their hand up their dress or whatever. And from that point that they told me, uh, I think it was a couple hours before that, for that person was turfed off the property for doing that. They found out who it was. And they they take the stuff seriously. We are inundated with so many things, like so both both of small stature and very of large importance. Everything gets its due diligence to get taken care of. And I've seen it firsthand. It's it's nothing short of miraculous, but it's not a miracle because these people do it of their own volition. They do it because they care. God, Wham is just so Wham. One of the one of the one of the main leads of the sock is. I I, I want to build a shrine to that man because I've learned so much <laughs> from him. And it's at, and I'm for, you know, my first goon year was, uh, if it was five years ago, you know, I was 30, I was late 30s. Uh, so, like, it starts at any age and I felt like a child again, learning all of these things and all of these important ways that I had never seen the world before. I, you know, I said my top three things are the day that my wife said yes to our first date, the day that my son was born, and the day I became a goon. Those are my top oh. three uh, my top three accomplishments. So if you trust, like if you trust anything else I've ever said, you know, obviously, you know, we, we, we trust by association and people giving recommendations, like we want your safety. And if something's going wrong, tell us, grab a red shirt. And I also say, if you, if you've ever uh, interacted with a red shirt and didn't feel supported or felt, you know, that they, uh, they put you off or whatever, tell another red shirt about that shit. Cause like, I, I don't, I certainly don't tolerate that like we're here to help we're not here to dismiss you uh so ada there's a goon named danny that i'd like to uh talk about after this call. <laughs> <laughs> shut up not so funny you, uh send signal messages to the <laughs> we'll take care of that for you um <laughs> oh, you're all <laughs> I think 
I always thought, and so I don't again ignorance over here. So I assumed goons were like they were all big and like muscly, and they were like security guards. Right? It used to be. It used to be. So the original goons uh, back in the where is pool two from? Uh, uh, Alexis Park. I think of the word Alexis Park days. So they were just a bunch of uh, military veterans uh, who saw a problem, need, needed fixed, and fixed it. Um, so that was the original goondom, right? Like what we think of as uh, our, our origin story. Uh, and they were <laughs> really big guys. Um, for a long time, it was more allowable to like literally pick someone up and uh, show them the exit. Well, we can't do that anymore. That's not allowed. Um, because, you know, don't touch the humans. They're dirty. Uh, <laughs> There's not enough hand sanitizer um, in the world. <laughs> but as the as the conference has grown, we've also had to grow, right? So when I joined, uh, they were looking for more uh, female goons who would want to do the, the uh, security sort of volunteering work. And I was like, I'm five two, but I'll do that job. Like, it's not about how your stature, it's about your presence, I like to say. It's about like how much you show up. How much can you make people pay attention to you when something needs to happen? Uh, they, they now give red shirts to First, like the first year when you when you first start gooning, they didn't the year that I started. Back in the day, they used to say you don't need a red shirt to goon, and uh, I was like, oh, is it is that the saying? Then I'm gonna wear a green shirt. And, I'm gonna goon. <laughs> and I made that work. And I have so seen I was like I'm gonna prove it to myself as well as others that I can do this job. And it's not a joke either. I, I I see through my travels, whenever I see Ada come through a crowd, it, you have that presence. All five, two of you is easily six, eight. <laughs> like you just, you have that space. Tacitus has that space. Um, and, but it's still, it's still a welcoming one. Like, oh, this person, this I can, I'm going to go to this person and ask. Um, gentler, kinder goons. Gentler, kinder goons. But at the same point, not weak goons. I we had yeah. some, you know, there was uh, some people with with the masks and stuff. We're not going to get into it, but like that would challenge and things. Like we we will happily go through the proper channel to show you the door, and it's not going to take very long because you're now risking our other humans. And I happen to like most of the humans. I want them to be safe. And if you're going to threaten to fight and things like that, then that's stuff that's not appropriate anywhere. <laughs> like why do you think it's appropriate here? Um, well, awesome. It's Vegas. Anything happens in Vegas. Yeah, I said, nah, it comes to us. <laughs> um, but so, I do want to say though, your your admiration of Wham. He actually has uh, mental health training from another conference. Yeah. Uh, he well, it's Firefest. I don't know if you call it a conference, mm. but he has training in uh, medical and mental health. But it's more like for a professional. Like, I can help you in the moment, get through a crisis, hand you off. Um, but that's like I like to think of him as our best advocate within um, the rest of the stock because he he has that training. He knows how it works. I was for, well. It's, it's unfortunate that it happened, but both fortunate that I got to see it and be present for it. I saw something last year, and I got to witness exactly how Wham does his thing, and I was both sad for the situation that was happening. But I also, I, I won't lie, I've, I've had some tears because it was a beautiful thing to watch him and the care yeah. and the professionalism and with the how natural he was at it. And I was like, oh, my God. He's a big teddy bear. He's so good at He's what so, he does. Oh, I cannot wait to see him. <laughs> I, oh, it's two, two weeks is too long. Um, but yes, and... And then you have people like Siviak and Chaos and all of these wonderful, wonderful people Um you are cared for like we we they are they are looking out and if i wasn't a part of it i would feel 
so safe. I would there's a few other places in the world I would feel safer at than with than with the the as somebody said Gundam. Never heard of that term. Ipsex said Gundam. Yes. <laughs> um, so we are running down on it. I do have a child to go pick up. But uh, Ada, any any closing thoughts from you? Maybe for people first time attending DefCon or uh, returning or like, what are you excited about for this year? Let's see. I think first time, if I had needed something my first time, I would say um, you can make LineCon fun when you go get your, your badges. I love LineCon um, so much. <laughs> uh, download Hack the Tracker. It's yes. going to be a main source for finding all the things. It also has a map on it, which I think is excellent, so you don't have to carry on that big, giant book of things. Um. Look at all the stuff that comes into your packet. There's like more things in there than you know, like party information and stickers. And we have a little card in there now, so you can put it in your wallet and have that number ready if you need it. Um, if you need anything, you can you find a goon when you're on the floor. You can find info desk while you're you're there. Uh, if you want to contact someone, but you don't want to have to like bother one of those you know, big goons, uh, you can feel free to uh, call, text if it's working by then, Signal, or Discord. Discord is a great resource nowadays, although it's kind of busy, but it's a great resource. Awesome. Well, I cannot wait to see you. My, I am in that Wednesday, and uh, and I'm just so very, very happy, and I'm thankful for you giving us time uh coming on i know you're very busy um and like i said for anybody else uh who is either new or uh is a, a regular in the chat we are having more episodes like this in the lead up to defcon uh russ rogers uh uh vertigo will be on giving us some uh some really old school history of defcon like this is the he had posted something recently of when you go and if you do go and, and, are, and are fortunate enough to be able to go, like, find an old head, right? Find an ex-retired goon. Find uh, somebody who's been coming since, the, since it was in single digits and just talk to them. Get their stories. Learn from them because that's, that's this, that, this is that culture. This is that community of the things that you can't get after you leave that space. So I'm going to get some of that from him. He's going to come on the show uh, tomorrow is Brandon uh, attempting demo gods again uh, live on stream. Um, and then we got a bunch of others. Uh, Steve Reagan is, I think, going to be here next week. Uh, Steve D3, also DEFCON veteran. Um, oh, thank you for the new sub. Uh, my graphic is covering it, but I appreciate you. I like to call out your name. Uh, and yes, uh, this is all made possible. This knowledge share, this community share is made possible by Trimark Security, our, our, our boss CTO and fearless leader, Sean Metcalf, lets us do this multiple times a week. Um, so if you're into Active Directory and Azure AD, VMware, um, by all means, check us out at TrimarkSecurity.com. We have a ton. By the way, our thing is this community sharing, right? So we have a ton of content up on hub.trimarksecurity.com blogs, white papers, and it's all free. You don't got to register. We just, we give it out and it's like, you need a thing and learn about a thing. We have those things there. So I will see you all tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. Ada, again, thank you so, so much. And I will see you soon.